I don't have a cold opening. I was so nervous about my microphone not working <laughs> and still a little nervous that this is all going to come out crap. It'll be fine. Or it'll come out unfinished. We've done it before. With one of my episodes. So I don't know, want to do that again. That's another Mason episode. <laughs> oh, there are nights I stare into the void and think about the Rocketeer episode we never we can had. do another one. Honestly, I'd be willing to watch the Rocketeer again instead of this one. What? Oh, this this is going to be the last <laughs> night of our friendship. <laughs> Call it the Revenge of Lupin. No, don't. I don't want you to think that's what's influencing me. No. <laughs> you didn't love Cusco Saves Christmas? <laughs> the fact that Jason Schwartzman sounds a little bit like David Spade. See, I hear Edward Norton. I don't hear Edward Norton. Especially after Glass Onion. I really hear him. Huh. Uh, I missed oh, it. Oh, you missed it. Uh, you didn't go see Glass Onion in time? Uh, I didn't get a chance. That's a shame. Uh, well, the funny thing is, the funny thing is, um, I was going to go Tuesday night. And then we got free tickets to go see Violent Night. But we didn't even get to go to that. But I wanted to go. But here, I did it for you. First off, first off. What? I, don't look at me like that. I did it for you because I was going to bring some more Christmas to the Christmas episode. We'd have more content. Mm-hmm. But either way, we didn't go because because um, we uh, we lost track of time and uh, we spent the night in. Mason, I'm holding this piece of paper near the mic for uh, comedic purposes, but this this is your pink slip from the podcast. That is a Coles receipt. No, no, it isn't. Here we go. Quiet. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You ain't heard nothing yet. I see you shiver with air anticipation. Taking your first step into a larger world. I'm excited to be a part of it. Let's do it. Isn't that a daisy? Entertainment. Patient. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Artificial Entertainment. I am one of your hosts, Josh Lakaitis, and with me are my two very handsome, bearded co-hosts, uh, Mason Betterly. Mm. Hello. And Tyler Yaney. Hello, Lavoine. Hello, Shoyle. I don't even make you guys say your full names. I just have you say hello, and it's the most difficult thing in the world. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hey, Merry Christmas, guys. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Um, Man, normally, we before we record, we kind of talk about the order that we want to go in, you know, what, what things we want to talk about first. But this yes. time, it was really just me having a panic attack about my microphone. It was a real George Bailey moment for you. You're like, oh, gosh, I have a horrible problem going on. I can't get the I can't get the mic to work. And, you know, we came in with a with, a you know, a Clarence kind of mentality, just being like, well, you know, if we can't do the, sh- the show tonight, we don't do the show tonight. And you're like, oh, I wish I had a million dollars. Hot dog. And that was it. Oh, that was, it. was that worth it? Yeah, it was. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm happy to be here. It's Christmas. Why aren't you guys happier? Got a bunch of got a bunch of Grinches over here. Got a bunch of Grinchies. No, all right. Speaking of the Grinch. Speaking of the Grinch, I don't really use Instagram Reels because I, you know, I'm an adult that uses TikTok. But I've screwed yeah. over my Instagram Reels. I've screwed o- screwed over the algorithm 
because now all I get are universal Grinch videos because I watched one <laughs> and tried to find a couple because I'm like, oh, this guy's actually pretty funny. I'd like to see more of his stuff. Now all I get recommended are Grinch videos and, and not even like the good, I, I say good, the funny like Jim Carrey impression Grinch, but like the Dr. Seuss official Instagram account doing their own Grinch where like they're actively oh, no. trying to not be Jim Carrey and it's just a guy dressed in a Grinch costume who seems a little grumpy, a little upset. So the Benedict Cumberbatch approach. Not even that. <laughs> not even that. What was that? Like, ah, I hate Christmas. I'm American. <laughs> I was going to say, I'll give this guy, he's at least nailing the American accent. What are you talking about? This is American. Oh, I'm so frightened of these carolers. Goodness gracious. No, what's the, what's the... Uh, what's the brother from um, uh, Wicked? Or not Wicked, Bewitched. <laughs> All right, what about the rat from, what about the rat from uh, Charlotte's Web? The original Charlotte's Web. Oh, uh, yeah, Paul Lind. Yeah, Paul, yeah, that's him. I was going to say. I feel like I was doing more of a Paul Lind Grinch. Now that would be a movie. Uh, so yeah, it's it's Christmas. It's a Mason month. And... On this show about movies, we like to go back and look at some of our favorites that we feel uh, don't get enough praise, enough enough recognition. And I think this is the most <laughs> the recent film. Stated. Yeah, there we go. There we go. You never know who's going to listen. Could be someone new. Uh, but this is, uh, yeah, this film came out 2019. Uh, I don't know why I'm being coy about it. So, uh, yes, so this actually is the most recent film we have ever done thus far on oh Artificial Entertainment. Uh, well, I mean, spotlighted. Uh, I think before that, the most recent film we technically spotlighted was that the actually our last Christmas episode, in which case uh, we did that one with Michael Shannon. The, the Bigfoot the, movie. The oh, Bigfoot yeah. movie. What was that oh. called? Uh, Somethingville. Uh, I don't... Yeah... Yeah, it, Christmasville? No. No. Oh, Pottersville. <laughs> Pottersville. <laughs> you mean I'll miss the Potter? That sounded uh, like Elmer Fudd. I'm sorry. <laughs> who wants? <laughs> <laughs> you mean I'll miss the Potter? Ada. Ada boy, Quellens. Uh. <laughs> Every time a bell rings. Uh. <laughs> a wabbit gets its wings. No, but Pottersville was about. Michael Shannon's married to Joan from Mad Men and discovers mm -hmm. that she's like into a weird furry sex cult. Yep. And yep. then through a weird string of events involving Officer Hellboy, people think he's like mm. Bigfoot. And uh, yes. it's Christmas, I guess. We can all agree that this movie is better than that. I don't know. I yes. haven't seen Pottersville since we talked about it five years ago. I mean... So uh, obviously this episode is Klaus. Mm -hmm. um, okay, it was a, it's a Netflix original film. But don't let that scare you off. <laughs> I think that's a first for us as well. Um, this one's actually good. Well, this one got an Oscar nomination. Um, yes, it did. Uh, nominated for uh, best animated picture at the 2019 Oscars. Lost to Toy Story four. At at least this had the. This film had the integrity to keep Rashida Jones from the beginning to the end. I see. 
that's too inside is baseball. It? Yeah. I, Don Lasseter <laughs> liked to give long hugs, yada, yada, yada. Look, now on Apple TV. <laughs> I never thought you could really sum up the last six years so eloquently, but Thank you. I'll be darned if you didn't do it. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I don't, I don't even know how we want to approach this, but, um, well, I guess we'll all kind of talk about how we feel about the film. Um, I feel good. Well, Mason, what is the picture about? A boot? Um, so this one, again, um, this is, I think when I checked it last, this is my 13th or 17th favorite film of all time. Is that the highest there. rated one we've done so far? No, no. Uh, Zorro is like number two or three. That's so, fair. Robocop um, is my highest one so far. Yeah, yeah. Um, and eventually, you know, obviously we'll do higher. We'll do much lower. Uh, but yeah, this is mm-hmm. one of the highest. I, I know for a fact this is one of the highest ranking um, uh, animated features on the mm, list. That's fair. It is uh, another telling of uh, the origin of Santa Claus, but uh, I guess kind of vague, vague Santa Claus because he's never like straight up like traditional cliche. Yeah. Not cliche. It, it, it's a, like, it's a Christmas origin story, but uh, the mm. film focuses much more on Jesper, our main character who's a uh, a mailman who who fits the uh you know the the snobby big city archetype think of your your Cusco's your Lightning McQueen's mm. who gets mm, uh, wow. sent out into the boonies uh to to have to <laughs> learn a I lesson didn't, I didn't think about the cars parallel. yeah <laughs> <Damn> <laughs> and so yeah his job he, he gets sent to cup. uh yeah, great. Let's start quoting Cars. Everyone's going to love that. Don Lasseter, speaking of which, his best film. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Cars 2 was his. Um, po- no, I was about to say the town of Pottersville. No, the town that's of not Pottersville. it. Schmierensburg, which is based on a 17th century whaling town of a similar name, just called Schmierenberg, in Norway. Okay. Yep. And yeah, he has to set up a post office there and send off like uh, deliver nine six thousand emails yep. to be able to return emails, home. Really? To co- <laughs> what is email? <sighs> Don't let the pop song fool you. It's said in a different time. <laughs> the pop songs are awful. Are, are yeah, oh, yeah. It, it, it's awful. one of my biggest critiques of the film. Is just yeah. how every needle drop is bad. Yeah. There's only like two of them, to be fair. Yeah. But one of them, the, I yeah. think, is called Invisible. And me and JC, when we were watching it last night, I said, like, what is she saying? <laughs> She's speaking <laughs> um, English? <laughs> that one was written for the film, though. That one is for the film. So I can't I can't grief that one too much. How You Like Me Now was in horrible bosses oh. like a decade earlier. <laughs> so. Yeah. And there's one like, don't mess yeah. with the postman. What are you doing? You don't can't mess, mess with the postman. <laughs> not, not good. No, yeah. So, so yeah. he's a postman. Uh, we have to finish. <laughs> yeah. He's got to deliver 6,000 letters uh, mm-hmm. it, to be able to go back to his cushy, rich life. And uh, this town they hate each other. It's one big feud between the Hatfields uh, and the McCoy situation. 
Yeah. Be- between the elbows. Or just modern America. And the Moby. Oh, yeah. Is it the... Good job, everybody. The crumbs and the <laughs> Ellen Bows. See, the libertarians crumbs, would be the animal. sweet little Norwegians that are down the way. <laughs> oh, the, the Sammy people. Yeah. Sammy, I think, yeah. Which I have stuff. I, we, we're going to talk about them. Yeah. Because they're oh, a hot topic. Trivia. Um, yes, but the, the, the crumbs and the Ellen Bow clan hate each other. They fought for ages. So no one wants to communicate with each other. So uh, he uh, Jesper meets an old woodsman who makes toys, and it's uh, Jesper gets it in his head that if he can get the kids to write Klaus the woodsman letters, uh, he can meet his quota and get back home. And that's well that, that's I think a that's a good line. summary. And then yeah. he yeah. invents Santa Claus, basically. But but, and but really, the isn't it the children? Isn't it the children who? invent santa claus oh, it's they all come up kind of rules. incidental yeah i mean it's mm-hmm. the children i got the problem with when it comes to this movie we'll get there well, well that's because there. you hate children that's also no. true <laughs> well if you like santa claus is coming to town mixed with the Emperor's new groove do i have a film for you <laughs> <laughs> um let's see this film is directed by sergio pablos mm-hmm. what uh, did he do well, he's he's done a lot of great character animation mm-hmm. stuff for Disney. He did uh, uh, what is the elephant from Tarzan? Tontor. Tontor. He's the character animator on Tontor. May I have he's... a fun fact about Tontor for a minute? Is it is that he's based on Woody Allen? No, they wanted to get him, but then Katzenberg got him for ants, and because they were feuding at the time. <laughs> What a magical time Can in you, the animation world! Isn't that nutty? I just read that the, the other week. Isn't that good for Tarzan though? Like that's Not for so me. good. Well, <laughs> in the long run, <laughs> yeah. Jesus, this water sanitary. It looks like the several bacteria. <laughs> what he most clearly uh, was the character animator on was Doctor Doppler from Treasure Island, Treasure Planet, and uh, which one is and, that? And, yeah, oh, uh, Niles, the, the dog guy, Space no, Niles. Dopp- yeah. Oh, I knew that. Catman. Yeah, and I think no, you see dog a lot man. Of... Golly, is he? A... He is a dog. This episode's yeah. a mess already. Uh, but like, I think in like the way the character moves and in the design of the hands, you really see that come through with all of these characters in Klaus. Yes. Yes. Um, uh, the animation is. It, I, I this is my favorite looking animated film. Period. Uh, just some other one more credit for for Sergio. It, it, he was the original writer uh, and producer for Despicable Me. Oh, he, he came up but with don't the concept. Hold that against him. <laughs> uh, he he also wrote Smallfoot. Those were the two films that he wrote. He he gets a story by credit with Despicable Me and a writer credit. Uh, Smallfoot. No, well, small, no, I'm looking at the Wikipedia and it says he wrote the book. And I guess there's what? based on the up, unpublished book, Yeti Tracks. I've never seen Smallfoot. I've uh, seen it for some reason. Someone made me watch most it. Most people haven't. Like, it's fine. Was it a foot fetish? I think it's a Phil Lord and Chris Miller thing. And I really like Stork, so I gave it a chance. And it's like, yeah, no, I was going to no, say, it's not very it's good. Warner, is it Warner Brothers? Yeah. 
yeah. Warner Animation Group or whatever they're called, if they're still in business. Yeah, so so he's been around, and I this has been a passion project of his for... 10 years. I want to say, yeah, 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 like 2011, 2010. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, I was Which doing... is really encouraging. Yeah, I mean, yeah. in a way. But here, here's the thing, and I think people... Like I know, growing up, I didn't think Hollywood worked this way. I thought you picked on a project and you worked on it till it got made. But this is something he was working on in his own time for years. And in the meantime, he's working on stuff like Rio and Oh no, yeah, <laughs> he was a character. He did a lot of character design work, uh, oh, like on Ferdinand. Can't hold that against him. Something called Underdogs. Oh, it's that British like foosball movie where the foosball table comes to oh, life oh i thought you meant the underdog movie no I, that's what i was hoping it would be i i was like a big underdog fan when that film no one's came a out. big underdog <laughs> i was so so he was working on a lot of stuff he you know he was getting despicable be made writing small foot all while uh he he and a couple other designers had made um a, like over a hundred page pit, pitch slash storybook so it was like f- filled with illustrations and text and he would go around and he would show producers and friends trying to get them to pick it up. And uh, it, no one was really, you know, taking it. No one wanted it. It's like, oh, it's a Christmas movie. Those are niche. And then in 2015, he makes a proof of concept trailer, um, which is where I first learned about the film. Hmm. And it's just Jesper kind of going door to door, trying to get letters and at the end, you know, he shows up at Klaus's house. And it's just it's just like a little two-minute short. Have you guys seen it? Mm-mm. Yeah, we watched it all together. All it's, together, Tyler. It's in the film? No. No. I, I We had to have watched it while we were in film school. Oh, no Yeah, way. it was 2015. It was 2015. Yeah. We were all working on... Uh, we were working on late fees at the time. Oh. Yep. Oh, and, yeah. and I think this is when Jesper looks his most like Dr. Doppler. Like just with, mm-hmm. between the eyes and and the hands mm-hmm. and even the motion, it, it's really good. So so that's what gets producers behind it. That's what gets like okay, we can make this. And you know they worked on it off and on, and then Netflix bought it, and that's when it really took off. Like two three years of production premieres in twenty nineteen at SBA, which is the uh, Sergio's company. It, it SPA it's not is, Spa Studios. No, it, it's Sergio Pablo's animation. Spack him. Oh, I feel silly. Um, so they're supposed to be working on another film. Well. Uh, something called Ember, which I think is about like uh, cavemen sh- searching for fire. As long as it's not about the elements, because if, if, if it's that, mm. they're screwed. Well, hey, as long as it's not cavemen discovering soccer, because that worked I out. I took my joke. <laughs> I don't like caveman movies. I you know I don't know what it is. Early man but, wasn't very good, was it? No, which is disappointing. I don't like uh, soccer did, movies, so that's where we meet. There you go. <laughs> did either of you see three thousand BC in theaters? Ten thousand. There was ten thousand BC. Oops. Didn't I make one of you watch Year One? I for, watched no. Year One. Damn it. That's the movie that uh, delayed Ghostbusters three and <laughs> inevitably. Well, that you know and Bill this? Murray. No. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, no. The, the, 
people who wrote that script were like working with Ramus and Aykroyd to write the third one, and then when they sent that script to Murray, he like threw it on the lawn, and that's that's one of the many famous Bill Murray Ghostbusters three stories. Well, there's plenty. Y'all know how I feel about it. He's your favorite uncle. Uh, Mm. What? So, so this film related? Yeah. Why do you hate him so much? Mason, this is your film. What do you want to talk about? I don't know. You've already talked about all of it. Goodness, there's so, like... We haven't talked about like, the film at all. Well, he's going. He's going. No, but seriously, seriously, I'm, I'm funny. I kid, I kid. Um, no, um, I, I do want to I do want to get your opinions because I feel like you have, um, you know, you have differing opinions. Uh, Yaney, you might not have such strong feelings. Um, mm. Lakitis, you might be wrong. Um, so there you go. <laughs> all I've described is is the I, history I, of the film. I have not. Given I it know your tone coming into this. I caught those lines, those subtle. It's gonna be a drops. loop and revenge episode, and I'm in the middle mm-hmm. of it, Mom and Dad. <laughs> Jokes on you. Get, I because I have the numbers, gentlemen. I just want to say I thought Lupin and Claus were both fine. <laughs> mm. Mm. The the way I describe this movie is it is a true animators animation what like like this film <laughs> is made for animators it oh, that's looks true. That's true. gorgeous it has james baxter one of the most like james legendary baxter. 2d yes he has a horse named after him in adventure time but he's like that's one of true. the most legendary 2d yes. artists working today he's uh, no eric it, goldberg in my opinion but. fair fair the goat yes he is um, the goat and he looks like our uh, Professor Douglas Miller, so I will always... Yeah, kind of does, action. doesn't he? <laughs> yep. Uh, so it, it's a beautiful-looking film. It's it's right at the cusp of... The animation industry kind of reinvents itself every 20, 30 years. So we and got, what, like, this and Spider-Verse back-to-back? Though, yeah, that, I, I think, um, Feast, that Disney short, as well as... Uh, is Paper it Paper Man? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This really takes like the technology developed for Paper Man and Feast and like makes a whole feature out of it. I mean, it's yes not the and exact no, same because this is actually like 2D animation with CG shading or lighting and texturing, yeah. but it still is 2D. Exactly. Whereas yeah. Paper Man and Feast were just CGI with a little bit of 2D painted on top. Right, and that's mostly like using AI and things like that as well. Yeah, it was. It was real cool when nudging. Paper Man came out, but then when mm-hmm. you kind of know what it is, it's a little distracting. Yeah, yeah. I, Paper Man's one of my favorite short films. Did you like the part in Free Guy where they used the music and you're like, what? I didn't like Free Guy. So Free Guy probably not. was a film that I saw. There was a period when they were just shoving Paper Man down our throats. And I loved like, it. At That's every fair. turn. Yeah. It was, it was, uh, it was a lot. I call that and the short that was with Frozen eat, having your cake and eating it too because it's like, well, we want to do CGI stuff, but we we were founded on 2D animation, so we'll kind of do a little bit of both. And then yeah. oh, they just gave horse, up on right? that entirely after uh, Winnie the Pooh. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I, I think... Actually, I mean, occasionally they'll be like, well, Maui's tattoos are 2D animated or this sequence is... It's like, eh. We got to keep Eric Goldberg doing something. <laughs> I know that man's a treasure. Exactly. We got to um, keep him on payroll. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm. 
so yeah, this film is definitely like the first of its kind. Uh, it uses a new lighting uh, technology because it's it's hand it it it's drawn hand drawn. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, digitally though. There's lots then, of layers, like an onion. And it's painted, and yes. then yeah, they developed a new software called Class, uh, which stand K L A S, which stands for Klaus Lighting and Shadow Light That's and Shadow. Funny. It's developed by a French film company called uh, Let Me Try. Les films de Paisan Rouge. Rouge. So, yeah, this film has a real unique look that I think, for the most part, looks great, but in some parts looks very, like, like under-rendered 3D. Some and parts, I'll s- give you. Yeah, some characters, it works better than on others. Yeah. Like, like the action scene- scenes are a little rough. That's where it yeah. stood out to me the most, at least. Sometimes, like, on a background character, I feel like they're under-rendered, and they just kind of look like 3D models. Like, the there's a scene where... Notre Dame effect. Oh, it. yeah. Oh, there's my this... goodness. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think the thing... Where I see it the most is in Klaus's beard, weirdly. Ah. Because of, like, the shading and stuff. It just looks like a like a poorly... And it, it's so, like, monotone in color. Like, being mostly white with a little bit of gray... It just kind of looks like a 3D object sometimes that they're moving around, and it doesn't look great. But that's, a, that's an interesting point. Yeah, yeah. The, the, so going back to it, I call it an animator's film. The animation is beautiful. The movement is beautiful. The character designs are wonderful. But the story is kind of weak. Now you're just talking about Lupin again. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. See. Hold on, let me. Ch- I want to see. I want to see the runtime comparison because I think the biggest thing with Klaus is an hour is, and thirty something. It, it could get trimmed down to an hour fifteen. I think. I, I I think it could be like you look at something like Nightmare Before Christmas. It's it is a quick like eighty minutes and we're out of there. Oh, barely seventy some with credits. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't even get me started. Well, don't even get Yanny started on Corpse Bride. Let's. No one. No one should get started on Corpse Bride. Have I said bad things about Corpse Bride? No, just how it's barely a film because of how short it is. It's like That's sixty-five true. minutes. <laughs> yeah, there's that. But it knows hey. what it's about. It comes in. It does it and gets out and expects you to meet it over in Hot Topic. Oh boy, guys, here's where I'm being a bit of a hypocrite. Hey, Castle- there's my boy. <laughs> Castle Cagliostro is. is five minutes longer than Klaus. <laughs> and it feels twice as long. <laughs> yeah. I disagree, but fair point. I don't regret uh, watching that. It's like Akira, where I, I didn't get real into the story, but I'm happy mm-hmm. I watched it once and have those images in my head. Yeah. And, and I'm I'm very happy to have Klaus for what it, it for how it can evolve 2D animation going forward. But I it's didn't. not a film I yeah I I'm excited to get back to every year. And to speak on that real quick, I watched it in 2019 when it came out and like gave it five stars, one of the best of the year, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then just yep. promptly never thought. About it again. <laughs> <laughs> it's because Tyler and I are animation snobs, and we're like, yes, more films that look like this. That's and true. then we didn't think about what was actually I like in it. the film. I really like it. I think I still give it five stars despite some flaws. And rewatchability doesn't make or break a film for me. Absolutely. You know? I don't think so. 
it, it's a film where I sit through and I'm kind of very middling until the end where it like really starts to tug on my heart. I'm like, okay, no, this this film's a lot better than I I think it is. I think the voice cap cast helped me in addition to the animation. I'm like, Norm! Well, <laughs> yes. Yes. Norm. Yeah. Norm McDonald as as the ship captain is... I love e- Joan Cusack. It's like... It's like really? niche little character actors I love just showing up. See, I love <laughs> Will Sasso as, as uh, yep. the leader yep. of, of the uh, Ellen Bows. Ellen Bows. He's wonderful. Yeah. I, I don't... I, don't like most of the voice cast. I don't think they pull their weight. I I think Joan Cusack's probably the weakest because her no, character model. I would agree. Hear uh, that me out. Is, hear me out. That is something I would agree with. I her, love Joan. Out. Her character. I love Joan Cusack too. She's great in a lot of stuff. Oh, absolutely. But I don't think her voice should be coming out of that rickety old woman. Exactly. I think they needed to hire voice actors, professional voice actors, and not celebrities. And Joan's defense, when you have yeah. a voice that unique, you need to do a little voice acting. Sure, but but this 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 rickety old woman who makes uh, these you can't grand get Cloris Leachman for everything. Uh, was Elaine Stritch still alive when this movie came out? I, probably, I don't think I, she I don't was, think but she, she would have been was. great for this. Yeah, that's true. I could you could have done that honestly if if you wanted to go against cast against type. You could have uh, put the late great Betty White in there. Um, that would no. she, she can do mean. She yeah. can do mean, and when she does, it's fantastic. Um, Doris Roberts, there, <laughs> off the top of my head. <laughs> All right, but like, yeah, uh, Norm's great. I think Will Sasso just should do a lot more voice work. I mm. from, I was looking at his IMDb today. Not a he does not do a lot of cartoons. I think he'd be great for that. I mean, the Three yeah. Stooges movie is a wonderful failed experiment. It is. It is. And and he, he does a great Randy Newman. We all know that from Mad TV. Did you? It's iconic. Did you know uh, <laughs> the guy who did Mo in the Three Stooges 2012 movie is Mickey Mouse now? Yep. I didn't know that. Okay. He's the Mickey in all like the, the shorts. He doesn't do like the, the official parks or Kingdom Hearts. I, I thought he was just the new Mickey now since... He, not entirely. For some Wayne reason, died. they have like two different, Weird. two different Mickey's. Weird. They have a softer Mickey for like more Playhouse traditional Disney Mickey. and stuff like that. Yeah, for, yeah, for the more traditional stuff. And he does Mickey for more the edgier new shorts, which I think he's. <laughs> I'm Mickey the best. when I get hurt. <laughs> I think he's slowly gonna take over, um, because they are putting him in more and more things, and that version of Mickey is becoming quite. Um, popular and used a lot Good. in uh different things which i mean i think i think is great i i'm i love those shorts yeah. um that goofy is horrifying yeah but i think for what he is it's great and i will i, I will never uh i'll never talk smack about bill farmer oh so. absolutely and i think disney's giving bill farmer enough voice acting roles where he can you know he, he doesn't have to be as precious about goofy as he used to be yeah He's the Anthony Daniels of the big eight. <laughs> Even with that though, he's like, I, I love the energy he brings to Goofy in those shorts. Cause that, that version of Goofy is just insane. And I love yeah. it. <laughs> uh, jumping back real quick to Norm MacDonald. Yeah. Uh, you know, watching the movie, I'm like, Oh, he should do more voice work or he should have. All right. I was going to say, <laughs> who yeah. wants to tell him? Um, <laughs> 
and like he has done some i think we would know like you know he's the pigeon on mike tyson, <laughs> mike mysteries. tyson mysteries. he was in fairly odd parents yeah as, as the gene the genie only he's the dead. one time and norm the genie and it was only the norm. one time and then they got yeah. somebody else to do it but here's the thing he's done a lot of cartoons but like those dollar store and like bargain bin animations huh that's the Adventures sad. of Panda Warrior. He's oh, King no. Leo. Uh, the Ladybug. He plays Rex. English version voice. Skylander oh, no. Academy as Glumshanks. At least he got to be in a good animated movie. <laughs> Dr. Doolittle. Million Dollar Mutts. Oh, dear. That, I'm, I'm surprised. Was Norm hard up for money? <laughs> I think Norm is one of them uh, SNL types that'll just kind of say yes to anything. So he can do the stuff he wants to do, like podcasting or his Netflix show or whatever. Yeah. No, like, I, this doesn't make me lose any respect for him. I'm just surprised that he I mean, he was probably surprised when these people come knocking. It's like, Polly Shore didn't want to be Pinocchio. They just kind of showed up, and he's like, are but, you sure? That's the thing. <laughs> I, could see, I could see Norm doing these voices... Just as a joke. Like, this oh, movie is garbage. Of course I'm going to be in it. Oh, oh, yeah. You want me to be uh, in a rip-off Dory movie? Uh, is, well, is that your normal uh, right. Donald? I don't know. Something. Are you doing it's Mr. Not... Ed? What was that supposed to be? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but, I mean... So, but you, uh, you don't, you don't think it's a good film. Yeah. No, I think it's a, that? I, I mean, think it's a very good film. I just don't think it's a great film. I, I'm surprised it's that high up in your top 100. So with that in mind, allow me to elucidate. Good night, everybody. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, so this film, I mean, obviously it hit me at the time I was, I was, a postal mm. worker. A meager so, postman. A I postal was worker at post- Christmas, nonetheless. At, yes! Um, now, I, I'm i not going to make any you know bones about it. Um, it was a very difficult job, and it was a very rough work environment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't regret leaving that. I, I do have the utmost respect um, for uh, the, you know, the postal service. Um, they listen to this, so I gotta, I gotta just make sure I say that. Um, the whole get his office. royalty checks. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, and there are things I really enjoyed about it. But I will say, delivering um, gifts at Christmas time is exhausting, but it is kind of magical um, because you you know, you know, that you're, you're making someone happy. Um, and I, I remember the, you know, I, cause those were late nights. So it would be pitch black out and you'd come up to a house illuminated with Christmas lights. And in the window, you'd see the kids jumping up and down. And then you'd see the parent get this big smile on their face and open the door. And Mason and- would walk right in and plant that package right <laughs> under the Christmas tree. <laughs> And they gave me cookies. Um, no, uh, <laughs> actually, um, but I don't know. So I think I have I carry a little bit of that that energy into it and that that warm memory. Um, mm-hmm. But also, 
I, I don't know. I think, I think, yes, yeah, it has a liar revealed uh, bit in there. It has... Mm, which um, is probably the part I like the least. Yeah, but I feel like they linger on it so sparingly, and they don't even... Um, they they kind of breeze through it, I, I in my opinion. My problem with it is it's like, so just stay there. Yeah. And he's like, oh, almost sad. And then it's like, oh, I guess I'll just stay here. And I, I think Klaus and Jesper just have that relationship where Klaus would have seen like, okay, maybe that's what you started for. But like, that's clearly not what you're doing now. Like, like, like when, when Jesper and Klaus uh, deliver Margu her sled. Yes. Uh, like Jesper just has like this whole enlightened moment with Klaus. Like, oh my gosh, that was wonderful. That was amazing. Yeah. Like any human relationship you would have seen. Oh, okay. He's now in it for that. I don't think, Mm. but, but at the same time I see like, you know, you, like you see him fronting at the beginning saying, we got to do it for the kids. We got to do it for the kids. And I don't know. Like, I, I feel like, um, I think, I feel like that's where Jesper needs to go as a character um, because he also needs to have that moment with his father. Um, I, I, I think. And, I do. I do like how they Jesper and his father are able to have a whole conversation just by, by eye contact with each other. Yeah. That, that it's a really well done scene and it helps us not have to have him explain to his dad, everything that's going on. It's done visually without telling, and it's really nice. Yeah, and and you still get you get what the information you need to do with Margu and stuff, and uh, but also it uses that time to strengthen uh, to show more time with him one on one with the kids because I feel like yeah, like uh, until until he gives Margu the gift and you know helps her with the letter and everything, um, he doesn't really give the kids the time of day. It's like okay, yeah, here you want to do this? Okay, come on, let's keep moving. And I, I like seeing that that growth in him of, you know, having this relationship with, with Margu. And as the film goes on, you see it goes, you know, beyond just that. And, it, and they like, you know, it goes on for quite a while. Um, I think the moment and, and, you know, I think we both are we're all on the same page with the ending, I think, is the strongest part um, emotionally. After, after the sled chase. Yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, because because before we move past it, yeah. I think that's where the liar reveal hurts the most. Is because there's like this whole scene where the the clans are coming to burn all the presents, uh, ruin mm-hmm. Christmas, get everyone back to hating each other, and then you know Jesper comes in to to save the day, but and Klaus isn't talking to him like, oh, you know, blah blah blah. Why should I? Now you've come back, stuff like that, and like. By the end of the whole chase down the mountain, we find out all the presents were decoys and like they all almost died. And the whole time Klaus is, Klaus isn't telling him like, Hey, just so you, like you would let him in on the plan. I guess I'm just, I'm complaining about a plot hole or whatever. I don't know. I don't know if it's a valid really point. A plot hole. I don't know. Yeah. It's just, I feel like it's weak writing. Going back to what Mason was saying about um, a true act of goodwill always sparks another. The theme stated. <laughs> but that's the thing that is the theme that's stated i don't think that's what the film's about and if what? that's what the film's if that's what the film's about i don't think it does it well because all, all the kids doing all these acts of kindness around town that helps bring the town together 
they're not true selfless acts of goodwill. They're, they become they're, them. But they're doing them to be on the nice list and make sure they get presents. The adults, sure, start doing acts of goodwill, but like, and, and those spark another uh, each other. I mean, I guess you could look at it as, as Klaus is is doing this is sparking the acts of goodwill by by giving away these presents to children. No, really, he was just trying to clear his house out. But but that's not that's not <laughs> quite the case because when they give the first present, the frog, to the little kid. You see that, yeah, because both Jesper and him have that moment in the film of, like, realizing what it feels like to to spark joy in a child. Mm-hmm. But so does, um, so does Rashida Jones, her character. Mm. That that moment, I like that moment, too, where, she, where the kid's like, that's my name? Yep, that's it. Wow. Teach me more. And then, you know, and her... And it's the same thing. It's the same. It's a micro version of what Jesper goes through because she's ready. She has almost everything she needs to leave. But she realizes the impact she can make here. And this is where she needs to be. And so she gives away her savings or, you know, uses her savings to put put the school together. So, you know, it's it's a micro version of, you know, the bigger version that we get with Jesper, which I think is cool. No, I, also, I agree, and that that moment is very well handled. Yes, yeah. Um, also, quick thing I um, I saw in a, a in a video um, the other day what, that was um, uh, I think it was the a couple of the production designers um, for the film. The opening when we're in uh, the academy for the mm-hmm. the postal academy, all the barracks are brick built. These straight brick built things and then it pans over and it when it gets to jesper's uh tent it's all like relaxed and baggy and so it was such a it was a cool thing i'm like yeah i noticed it but I, you didn't notice it but your, your brain, brain did exactly <laughs> and, and and that's really you know that falls into this is an animator's film where yes the all the details like that are on point. Uh, even the transitions. They there's a couple match cuts that are really good. Uh, there's one point where uh, Joan Cusack's character is holding one of the toy frogs, and it smashed. Mm, yes, it, it, it's the same cut to a to a building in her shape holding a shark jaw. Yeah, wonderful, amazing. Um, there's one I, I forget what uh, Jesper had been doing, but he was comes back exhausted. And we're at the post office, and we, it's a—it's one of those double, like, top and lower half doors. Oh yeah. And we're looking at the top, and then we just pan down to the bottom half of the door opening, and he's crawling in. <laughs> yeah, the, and, and like even when you come to the town at first, when when Jesper first gets there, it's all gray, it's all monochrome. Mm-hmm. There's no color, and the longer he stays, the more color there starts to be in the town. Like when he first pulls the battle bell. And everyone comes out to fight each other. They're all gray. But as the film goes on, we start to see the difference. Like one fa- one clan is like red, the other clan is blue, and we are we their use of of color becomes is, more vibrant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's nothing special. Like it, it, it's basic color theory, and I feel like this film handles it very well, though. Yeah, absolutely. With the end, uh, jumping back over there really quick. Yeah. I think that's the moment, I mean, that really seals the deal for me. 
um, specifically when um, Jesper is getting ready to see Klaus again. Mm. Um, that that's a moment where I start crying. Um, because at that moment, I think everything hits, uh, especially the music, the music, the score in this, um, the actual score, not the soundtrack, yeah. uh, is very good. But at that specific moment, it kicks it up to 11. Um, and I, I don't know it for me, me personally, it mm. gives a sense that this all this story, um, what, you know, every all their actions throughout it has such a bigger consequence. It gives this sense of it's not just this now; it is so much bigger um, than they, you know, than you could ever. I don't, I don't, and maybe this doesn't make much sense, but I don't know. There's just it gives a scope in that moment um, to, uh, you know, the story. I guess you'd say of of Santa Claus. And how this these small acts, you know, in a sense, the theme, but, mm-hmm. you know, how all of this is so much bigger now. And it's it's like the whole world. Um, I, I know I'm just rambling at this point. No, no, no. Um, it's, it, cause it, it's, it's really well done. I like mm-hmm. that throughout the whole film, it's all very grounded. There isn't really magic. Uh, there's nothing like that. Uh, the closest we get is Klaus's uh, deceased wife. Yes. Her spirit is kind of implied to be in the wind. Mm-hmm. It uh, moves the birdhouses. It moves. It literally moves Klaus to go along with Jesper. Uh, it, it even moves the little part of the map that's hanging over the corner of the woodsman Klaus's cabin. Mm-hmm. And it kind of flickers up for Jesper to see it, and which, what gives him the idea to go out there. And I kind of wish... And they're not going to do this. They wouldn't do it. But I, I almost wish the film ended with Klaus passing away, you know, moving on. And then it's just kind of the tradition of, of parents giving kids Christmas presents and exchanging of gifts. It doesn't have to be that now, now Klaus is this spiritual, magical being that somehow comes back and gives presents. It's almost more about the family. But uh, mm-hmm. I, that's just that's just me. But like yeah, him chopping wood in the in in the forest and feeling his his wife call him home is a very well done scene. Yes, absolutely. Do you think the um, dead wife thing's overdone at this point? Um, I don't know. It, it's not the same as like the Disney trope of the dead mom. It, it's it's something a little different. Yeah. It's it, it Klaus. Santa in this is basically Carl from Up. Yeah. You know, you know, he had the love of his wife. They wanted to have a big family, couldn't have kids, and, and she passes away. Um, and, and, you know, the toys he is giving out are the toys he had made for his the children he had hoped to have. I mean, working backwards from the myth of Santa Claus, it's not a bad way to... No, I, I think to, it's a to, very yeah. well done backstory. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, you know, I think I, I, I like having him exist uh, as a figure or some sort of like a mythical figure at the you end. You could interpret it. Uh, but 
Lakaitis's way if you wanted to. Yeah, you could. Yeah, no, you definitely could. It, it's definitely not what the film is trying to imply. Uh, yeah, it, the other, the deleted ending to the film is uh, Klaus leaves them, leaves uh, Jesper and Rashida Jones' character a letter. It's like, hey, come live with me at the North Pole and let's do Christmas every year. So, like, it's and a mass suicide? No, it's not. Nope. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I, I don't... I I think that ending... Um, I, don't, I don't think that ending would have worked. I think addressing no. it would have... Um, I, I, like, I like the mystery of it. Because, yeah, you're absolutely right, Tyler. You could um, interpret it that way as... I get to see my friend again as in... I get to see that spirit in... Mm all my you know everywhere in everyone's face i see him Ooh, everywhere yeah that's good that's really yeah. good yeah or you could say i get to see my friend again because there's something bigger than all of us out there um, then tim allen had to come along and knock him off a roof <laughs> <laughs> oh now i gotta see that jerk every year oh, have you no. guys watched that show no i made it through the first one and then we gave up the- first two i watched two the first one was the worst it lightened up in the second but it gave me no e- you know me uh, with tv shows with, with shows especially with the disney plus stuff you gotta yeah <laughs> i give it two episodes i give it two episodes uh and then if i'm not into it i, I drop it and i drop yeah. this one hard i did a review of it on tiktok and i got quite a response you have because a yeah i do i do um <laughs> Because it's a lot of people, because I said it was very cringy and he's got a lot of mm. boomer humor in it. And yeah. I, I got a lot of people saying, well, you don't like it because it's, you know, it's anti-woke. And and Is then it? a couple days later, I gave a review panning Strange World and everyone's mm. like, okay. I'm like, oh, I don't like, I don't know if I like that, the the comparison there, but all right. Um, well, the thing about the in, being an internet personality is you have to deal with people on the internet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, you know, but you know, I I hate I hate that. But yeah, and someone's like, I said I liked the Santa Claus TV show, and I started getting death threats. Someone, honest to God, said that. I'm like, hmm. no, I don't believe no. you. I don't believe you. Who who's watching this and getting so upset? That's why I'm avoiding watching it because we're going to talk about some of our favorite Christmas movies and specials later. But like you guys, you both know the Santa Claus two, one of my favorite Christmas movies of all time. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Santa Claus three hurt me so much. I did not want to get hurt again by this TV show. (laughs) I like it. I mainly I like it because of Martin Short. Any anything with Martin Short. I also I meant to ask you guys. This is a complete sidebar. We're gonna finish Klaus in one We've second. We're gonna finish. Never this. done that before. This is <laughs> unprecedented. I was looking. I saw. I was you know flipping around, uh, and I and I caught a little bit of Three Caballeros the other day, and I was I you wanted to catch say, a little bit of that movie. What what, what, what network was that on? <laughs> <laughs> I have questions. My little buttercup. Anyway. Um, Oh, the three amigos. Yeah, what did you? You said three caballeros. Three caballeros. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which no one's ever going to play. (laughs) (laughs) 
It was on the Discovery Channel of here. Maybe you could discover this. No, I'm sorry. Three amigos, not three caballeros. Goodness. That's All different. Right. Okay. All right. Three three amigos. Yes. And in your Starring opinion. Steve Martin, Chevy Chase, and Martin Short, for those yeah. who don't know. Who's the Steve Martin? Who's the Chevy Chase? And who's the Martin Short in this group? Oh. I'm going to get Chevy Chase, and I'm not happy about it. Yeah, Mason's probably Martin Short, and I'm probably Steve Martin. Okay. I never wanted to be Chevy Chase. <laughs> you got the edge. See, in in a case of in the case of a Ghostbusters, yes, I think you're a Venkman. Venkman. Wow. Venkman. You're the Venkman. You eat the Ghostbusters. Um, but but in the case of Caballeros, I would see. I Amigos. would actually. <laughs> fuck. Sorry. Sorry. I'm the green one. Tyler's Donald Duck, and Mason's the red one. Why am I Donald Duck? I didn't ask for these powers. They just came to me. Three amigos. I would actually, I would actually put you as the Martin Short. Or no, I. Sure. I yeah, no, I'd be the Martin Short. Yaney would what? be the Steve Martin, and Lakitis would be the Chevy Chase in that instance. In my yeah, why? Okay, sure. I haven't We're seen three, this movie in 15 on. years, so I have no opinion. I don't know. We're three I don't white know. guys that went to film school. Our, our personalities aren't that different. Not to say that wasn't a fun BuzzFeed quiz we just took, but... Uh, well, yeah. The weirder one. <laughs> yeah. Let, let, here, so, here. Let's put it out to the listeners. You self-diagnose us as the three amigos. Yes, not the caballeros. Which do you prefer, Saludos Amigos or the three caballeros? This is ridiculous. Right this in. is ridiculous. Our audience has not taken the time to sit down and watch the three amigos. I've only seen the three amigos because of the extinct cable channel, The Hub. You would watch The Hub. Right? I have the DVD right behind me. But I've never actually physically watched the DVD. I watched The Hub in high school. What were they showing on there? Dan versus My Little Pony? I think they had Animaniacs and some of those shows on there for a bit. Probably. Okay. Th- and then so, they had Elf. I got all okay. four seasons right there. <laughs> okay. So, in closing, in closing, final thoughts on Is that what Klaus? we're doing? Nobody yeah. asked me my opinion. I know. Final thoughts on Klaus. What are your opinions, Tyler Yang? Tyler, that located would be in me, the Grand Vizier. But you're so old. Good the stuff. princess will be married. <laughs> you know, I was thinking today. Out of the three of us, which one's the older brother? Which one's the middle brother? Which one's the youngest brother? But you know what? I didn't think it was that interesting, so I didn't bring it up. <laughs> Who's who in this uh, scenario? Because you're either the you're, you got middle child all over you, but you could also oh, be the baby. I'm I'm one hundred percent the middle child. Mason is the responsible older brother, and Tyler's the little stinker of a younger brother. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the meme of the mom shouting to the back seat and the kid just screaming. Why can't you be normal? <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Tyler, what are your thoughts on Klaus? Oh, oh no, it was good. <laughs> Perfect. All right. No, I, I really enjoyed it, but I think, yeah. I mean, I think I kind of gave my thoughts, so I shouldn't have said anything, but like, <laughs> it's a movie I really enjoyed both times I watched it, but mm-hmm. it's probably going to be another five or ten years until I watch it again. 
Yeah. Okay. It, it, on an animation level, it's a five out of five. Oh, absolutely. On a story level, it's like a three and a half. Mason, please stay perfectly quiet if you hated the movie. I did not hate the movie. Where is that coming from? <laughs> <laughs> Mason has come back like the dead wife to tell us. No, um, this this is my favorite Christmas film, uh, bar none. This is my number one Christmas movie. Uh, this one is a must watch. Um, just as uh, on Christmas Eve, um, mm. it's a beautiful, uh, it's a wonderful life. Uh, is a must watch for me. Then, like those Absolutely. are my, yeah. So those are the my three amigos is a must watch on Christmas Eve. <laughs> <laughs> Will this ever be on Blu-ray? In case we all give up on Netflix, which is inevitable at this point. It better be. It better yeah. be. I, I, I would beautiful... own the physical version of this film. A hundred percent. The beautiful thing about specifically Christmas movies yeah. is um, they they have a weird shelf life. There are a lot of films. What? As in they stay on the shelf all year until Christmas. Well, <laughs> well that's too. Decide to take it's them down. That, I mean, Christmas with the Cranks is awful, but it will be on TV a ton this month. I'll bet you money. Yeah. Whatever there's ABC so family is now has to be able to air something. No. Um, actually, we were actually just talking about this, Brennan and I, the other day. Um, the uh, programming for the ABC family. Is it still mostly Harry Potter and Pixar movies? Freeform. That's what it's called now. Free, yeah. Freeform. The new name for ABC family. Um, Which was like so, a decade ago, if you can believe that. Yeah, <laughs> that that's crazy. Like but yeah, it's just it's just a, a Toy Story mar- marathon, um, mm. and then which you because there's really, Christmas at the end of the first one for two. The, seconds. Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. And then there's um, I, I forget the other films, but they had absolutely nothing to do with Christmas except for um, Home Alone marathon. That's it. I saw their Halloween lineup, and I was not impressed. It's it's awful. But the point I'm trying to make is. The the nature of the Christmas film, um, I, I feel like every year we look at the genre as a whole with a fresh face, and mm. it always gives us time to reassess films. And there are ones that kind of become those cult classics. And we saw this. We saw this with um, with It's a Wonderful Life. Uh, it was Bingo a all the first. way has a fan base when, by all accounts, it should have crashed and burned it when it not. bombed the box office. Yes. <laughs> Christmas with the Cramps. I actually enjoy that film. Um, no, it's awful, but I, I love it. Um, I get that. Uh, uh, there was another one that I was trying uh, to the, make a point with. A Christmas uh, the Story. Three Caballeros? Mm. That's true. A hey. Christmas Story was was like a cult film for a long time. And then around like the t- early 2000s, it shot up probably because of TBS showing it for 24 hours a day on Christmas. And now um, a bunch of kids from our generation hate that movie. <laughs> I don't hate it, but I don't get it. You watched it for the first time this year, right? Uh, last year. Saying you've never seen a Christmas story is like saying I've never watched the news. That's impossible. I've you've seen been parts in a of room it my entire life, it's and it's like exactly one of those exactly. things that you just—it's like the Karate Kid or uh, Psycho. It's like I haven't seen it, but I've seen it because enough things have like permeated it in pop culture that I'm like I could probably tell you what happened to that movie. I've yeah. definitely been in a room while it was playing on a TV wasn't exactly. paying attention but it was on yeah so 
one thing that caught caught me off guard, and I, I guess at this point we've we've closed off Klaus, and that's fine. Um, no, I think we I think we all liked Klaus. I understand. I think you expressed why it means so much to you. And Mm -hmm. I think that's something we should focus on moving forward. It's like, all right, why is this in your top 100? Why does this movie mean so much to you? And I think. Yeah. No. And, and, but isn't that so cool? Isn't that, uh, an incredible thing, um, that we've been able to do from this podcast, because even just starting this up and kind of reshifting focus on how we approach this, because you introduced me to that. That film mm. is now in yeah. my top 100 because Both of, of yours. The, yep. the absolute joy that film has brought me this year. Mm. Thank you. 100%. Thank you, Tyler. Um, yeah. It really is I, the I gift that keeps so on giving. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and yeah, even though I, I, I don't love Klaus, it was wonderful to go and just research the film and the no, animation yeah. techniques like sba has a youtube channel that they are still uh constantly uploading stuff breaking down how That's they made crazy. the film uh that james baxter does little animation videos on there same with sergio nice. uh there, it's if, just a great channel to go watch if you want to be you know w- learn about animation if i ever if i was ever blessed with the opportunity to do weaver i would love to have a similar style work with SPA, um, even Weaver is a fantasy just so film that Mason has wrote. Yes. Well, I'm, yeah. yeah. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> also, and this might just be because of Jesper's design. I would love to see them do a Monkey Island movie. Heck yeah, that is. I, I think that is that Guybrush all day long. One hundred percent. Fantastic. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, go go watch Klaus. I think out of all the films we've covered on this podcast, this is the most easily accessible. Yeah. It is on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah, you guys are going to like me when we do uh, Pink Floyd's <laughs> The Wall. Cause, sheesh. <laughs> is that on Criterion? Nope, should be. Not even on Blu-ray. Oh, boy. Not on streaming, not on Blu-ray. So jumping back to uh, Christmas Story. Cause mm. I, you, we had talked about this. Um, cause of course, um, at the time of recording the Christmas story, Christmas film, uh, yeah, has come that was out on HBO that Max. Yeah. Mm. The, the second sequel to a Christmas. Story. Well, if I may, there are actually eight movies in the, uh, Ralphie Parker cinematic universe. I don't thank know why I'm going to Trump. <laughs> that was Woody Allen doing Trump. That was Woody- <laughs> <laughs> That's the impression we always wanted. <laughs> no, uh, but there's a bunch of TV movies, direct-to-video movies. It's it's bonkers. Uh, the YouTube channel Hats Off Entertainment has covered a lot of those. Really? Oh, I've seen some of their Stooges stuff. That's good stuff. And they're playing yeah. Strange and Automobiles Breakdown. Yep. Yeah, great channel if you want to uh, just like some good deep dive documentaries on uh, comedies. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so you made a comment uh, to me Ooh. the other night, uh, Tyler. Um, That's me. That you feel like the dad is just mean. And Well, that's one of the reasons I kind of stayed away from that one and Christmas Vacation as a kid. Some, like, I had an anxiety disorder and I was afraid of everything, first of all. Like, the dad felt mean and swore a lot, like my dad and... His dad before him, like I knew a lot of people <laughs> like that. 
Well, it takes place in Indiana, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It, it does. Uh, more up north. I'm in central. Yeah, no, yeah. Closer to like Michigan, I guess. Um, yeah. That's that's yeah. No, it was it was so interesting getting your views on it, coming into it and actually watching it so mm-hmm. so much later in life than you know sure. my wife my wife grew up with it. I grew up with it. It was a tradition to the day after Thanksgiving. Uh, sure. We were not a black we were not a Black Friday family. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know Thank y'all God just a Friday. We were not a Black Friday family. <laughs> I was going to say, Mace, any of us could have told you that. <laughs> no, we were not a Black Friday family. So we spent that day putting up the tree, wrapping presents. And when we wrap presents, we had that movie on. Um, and that goes back as far as I can remember. As far as I can remember. There we go. Um, so... So, yeah, it's just so interesting getting your perspective on it, especially after watching Christmas Story Christmas, which was not terrible. It's um, fine. Yeah, it's, it's good. It. Um, good. It's, I, I mean, I, I don't think that any of the other ones are probably worth watching, but this one, since it is, is, is as much of the cast as you're going to get uh, reunited. Um, one or two? I guess the bullies there. No, no, no. You have a lot, actually. You have um, Ralphie. You have uh, Randy. You have... Um, oh, that is Randy? Both... Oh, yeah, that's Randy. Weird. Uh, yeah. You have both Flick and Schwartz. You have both of the bullies. Because the other kid does show up as the bully. Um, so... <laughs> okay. Yeah, I know. He's told, at least one shot he's in. But yeah, yeah, it was like that was kind of needless. But all right, um, good for him. Good for him. I, you know, you you have a lot of people, uh, you know, come back for it, and I think there's a lot of heart in it, especially with the loss um, of you know of uh, the dad. So, yeah. and I think a lot of that goes into it, and there's a lot of. It's interesting because it's the same movie. But from the parents' perspective, Ish. basically. No, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, no, not it's not a one-to-one approximation by any means. I know, means. I was waiting for the kid to want like one stupid toy that he becomes obsessed with, and it never happened. Yeah, yeah I mean he kinda you know, he wants he wants a sled. But you know, but, there's but that's not the focus, like the No, yeah, not not movie. at all. Not yeah. at all. Um And no yeah, one's like, even... you're gonna hurt yourself, sled down the hill, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think, you know, I think there's a lot of good heart in it. Uh, I do think there are some emotional beats that sure. they missed. Um, the Santa like, was weirdly nice. I didn't know what to do with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I was surprised. Like, I'm glad because if it was just the same thing as last time. The same scene I think again, we'd be, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm glad they changed it. They changed enough yeah. while paying homage to enough, I think. The point of it is to hit those same beats, but look at it from a different perspective, from that years on mm, perspective yeah. and see how it hits differently. Whereas instead something like Force Awakens or Jurassic World is just like, look at it. It's this again. Don't you feel I the same way? I know what that is. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not, we're doing this again because it's, you know, that's an icon. It's, we're doing this again because this is like, it's, this is life. Now you're yeah. in this position and, yeah. And yep. Yep. Absolutely. I agree. I mean, um, I can't say anything bad about it. I like Ghostbusters Afterlife. <laughs> oh yeah, what a great film! I, I did up until the last five minutes. 
Really liked it. Even then, I don't know. I don't think it destroys it. Like, it depends. Like the Star Wars sequels, it depends where they go next. Mm. If I'm going to go back and really love Afterlife. Um... So what other what other films are you guys watching this holiday season? So something I'm, I've gone back to very recently that I haven't really watched since childhood is uh, the Raymond Briggs Christmas specials. Okay, what is that? Uh, he wrote the Snowman. Oh, um, I didn't know he did more the, than one. Yeah, he did the Snowman. There's uh, one from 1991 called Father Christmas, which is all about Santa basically getting. Uh, kind of fed up with Christmas and goes on vacation like throughout the year, hmm. and it's 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 just Santa, go, Father Christmas, going to like France, Scotland, Las Vegas, and just being miserable the whole time. It's a very British, and he's very cranky. That sounds about right. And then he goes back and gets evicted from his home by his landlord. Um. There, there are actually two versions, and you can watch them both on YouTube currently. There's the American version, which I grew up in, that definitely softens Father Christmas, uh, and the British one that I think is the much better. Uh, it, it's just, there's a whole song just like, have a very blooming Christmas. It's just Santa being upset. Uh, it, it, it's a lot of fun, and they're beautifully animated. Like, I, I, Have you seen The Snowman? Oh, yeah. We're walking in the air. Yeah, yeah it's almost it's it this haunting, beautiful Christmas, uh, short. And I've, Father Christmas is a bit more fun, but it's in, in that same style, and it's really well done. I was actually introduced to that song, uh, from a Kenny Loggins album. He does a cover of that, uh, and that was you would. Actually, yeah. <laughs> It's it, it's one of those you know you know like when you're a kid and you see stuff in like Sorry. cartoons like I want to eat that yes uh, there's a whole scene of him just like ordering food in France and, and even in Vegas where it's just like oh I I want to try this food this just mm. looks so good or interesting that's me at the beginning of Spirited Away uh, that's everyone in every Miyazaki movie well <laughs> we yeah. all want all that food yeah I want to uh, eat that pig. Yeah. <laughs> Someone cooked that pig girl's parents for me. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were talking about Porco Rosso. Oh, I mean, I'd eat him too. <laughs> I'd eat a Michael Keaton pig. Uh, uh, Tyler, what's one of your favorite like uh, Christmas specials or movies that you feel doesn't get enough love? Uh, I think Scrooge has got a little more play since it's been on tv a little more but it's still not like thrown in with like the greats for sure like if you it's written by michael o donahue who did uh, a lot of early snl stuff real real dark and weird stuff mm. and directed by richard donner for some reason i i don't know why that version of that story that's been told a bit a million times has resonated with me but i guess my we're gonna get real psychological i guess my dad loved bill murray so i love bill murray but my dad could also be a miserable asshole. <laughs> <laughs> we know whose parents don't listen to the podcast they didn't listen to my other one either <laughs> your parents listen to your podcast no oh i was gonna say um uh, I love I, <laughs> I love darker ones for some reason. Like Krampus and uh, Gremlins are always going to be in rotation for me. I don't know why. 
Well, if we want to talk about void, empty, dark adaptations, we could always talk about Zemeckis' adaption of Christmas No, Carol. thank you. <laughs> That's actual nightmare fuel. Yeah. yeah. But no, I watched Scrooge for the first time, I think, like last year or mm-hmm. two years ago. It's, uh, what's his face? Pain from Hercules. Bobcat Goldthwaite. <laughs> Bobcat Goldthwaite is wonderful <laughs> in it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it's a really great film. Uh, Mason, what's what's one of yours? Um, well, I mean, of course, you have you have Klaus. Um, I I will say one that I I've is a recent um, find for me is my wife grew up watching the Mister Magoo Christmas Carol, mm. and she introduced mm. me to that, and it's fun. We make we ha- we laugh with it. We laugh at it. We enjoy you it. Do a lot of Jim Backus impressions. Oh yeah. Um, What's so complicated <laughs> about an old fashioned? <laughs> That's um, a movie we were gonna do at some point. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, is that from a Mad 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 Mad? Yeah. World? Yes, it oh. is. Um, that that could be any of us. Any of us could pick that. <laughs> is that on your top hundred? Oh, easily. Easily. Oh, good. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So then, <sighs> Tiny Tim. Has the, there's this one song that they is it Daryl uh, McBoyden Boing? I don't know. Did I make um, that up? <laughs> it's a very uh, UPA it, Christmas. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, the but yeah, whoever plays Tiny Tim in this has this one line that they're singing about how great Christmas is going to be, and he just has this fixation on Razzleberry dressing. So every once in a while, I'll just like interject it into conversation at Christmas time with Razzleberry dressing. And um, it's, you got to watch it to understand. Um, it's, it's weird, but it's, it's fun. And then other than that, I think pretty much all of my others are kind of more mainstream. Of course, Muppets Christmas Carol is mm. having quite the moment. Um, yeah. The I, Yes, 30th this Which year. Which makes us feel old, so that's fun. <laughs> yeah. Coming, boys. Uh, yeah. It's coming for you. And, I, you know, it's got... All, it's one of the last uh, major projects they did with Paul Williams. He did the compositions mm. for that. Um, mm, yep. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I my appreciation for that film continues to grow uh, mm. as I get older. Just for different little details and new things I learn about it. Um, See, I was more of a Muppet Treasure Island kid. I don't know why. That one's... You know. I know you're both, and you can be both. You can be both. It's 2022. Codified, baby. I I don't know why, but Christmas Carol's never been one of my favorite Muppet movies, and everybody loves it. Um, Uh, Weirdly, the Muppet movie that is in my top 100 is uh, The Great Muppet Caper. Mm. Ah, the Muppet think, movie and Treasure Island danced around the top 100. They're they're up there. We're doing I, it again. We're doing it again. We're getting gonna Muppet be a Muppet podcast. No time. That was almost this. That was almost this episode. Was almost uh, Muppet Christmas Carol. But yeah, and, I will and, say yeah, the reason I pushed back is because it's been in like a renaissance lately. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah. Everyone loves it. Let um, everybody turn on it and then do an episode. There you go. There you go. That's how but, it goes. Um, I don't know if you guys. Oh, sorry. Did you want to keep talking about Muppet? No, I was actually late. gonna. <laughs> um, I was actually thinking. Um, uh, I will say, you know, you 
Yaney also introduced me to Die Hard. Die Hard. Um, I was film. just about to make See, that joke. One, I don't know if you know this or not. I but mean, Die Hard that's, is a that's Christmas such old movie. hat. I didn't even bring it up. But yes, I do love Die yeah. Hard. And yes, it is in my top 100. And it's yes, a it is fond perfect. Christmas memory watching that with you. Uh, before we move on, I did want to plug one more Christmas uh, special that I really enjoy. Is it Alf's special Christmas? No, it's... Um, that is a good one. Alf delivers a child in an elevator. El- Alf does a lot that, that evening. <laughs> it's a very busy evening for Alf. For Alf. <laughs> Tonight on NBC. Um, no, the, it's a weird one, but like I love the regular show Christmas special. I don't. Even, I've probably seen that. I don't even remember. I think I showed it to you in college, but I'm it's sure like you did. it's almost a Lord of the Rings esque epic adventure. Mm. Uh, to like, I think it's to destroy a hoverboard or something like that. Nice. Um, and it's just a regular show. Always goes off the rails. It's demented. Mm. It, it's a wonderful Christmas special, and Ed Asner comes back to voice Santa, and that's Aww. always a treat. Good Santa, a ton. Good for me. right? Um. Really quick, uh, this is another add-on with Christmas. Just very quickly, off the top what of your head. What a fun edit from me. <laughs> what is, uh, what, what's your favorite Rankin-Bass Christmas special? Hmm. Santa Claus is coming to town, no questions. I think, uh, what is, what's it? It's Frosty the Snowman versus Jack Frost. Um, uh, Frosty's Winter Wonderland with Andy Griffith. <laughs> that's it, that's the one. <laughs> It's not all stop these. motion. Yeah, yeah, it's not stop all motion. All freezes and all these. I don't know why I said that. They're, fair. Legend. But I, I love the designs. Frosty has always been my favorite Christmas character. Okay. Uh, and yeah. I got I, two I just, words for it's you. It's really fun. The Burger Meister Meister Burger. <laughs> I think um, you and I still quote that all the time. Every. We'll just send uh, it. Uh, uh, difficult, difficult responsibility. responsibility. <laughs> um, I can't tell you how often I've just gone. I'll put one foot in front of the other. Yeah, um, and then I, just for the sake of variety, uh, mine is a uh, year without a Santa Claus um, because I, I love I love Santa Claus has come to town. They're pretty much equals in my mind, but. Um, I love the Miser Brothers. Um, mm, they're iconic. Doesn't. And I, I also love... Um, uh, what's, what's the song? Uh, you're too... Uh, I Believe in Santa Claus. That, that one. Oh, yeah. Mm. Santa Claus. Are, are those Mickey Rooney's biggest legacies of him being Santa in the Rankin-Bass shorts? I think um, so. I would say so. Didn't yeah. he do it in that terrible Christmas in July movie? I mean... Uh, that that is a bad one all around, but he I think that's what like that's how he still touches the culture today. Like no one's, I mean, we could talk about his breakfast and Tiffany roll, but oh, uh, oh no, I will say because um, uh, I was a big red skelp red skeleton kid, and I that's when yeah. I identified as a kid, like made the connection to Rudolph Shining New Year. I'm like, yep, hey. Yeah, I was yep. literally about to bring that up because I, I too was a red skeleton kid. One of the few things I bonded with my uh, dad's dad on, with, so just always, I did a report it, it, on him because we had to do uh, famous indie, Indiana natives in the fourth grade. That's awesome. I tell he you he was one of my grandfather's favorites. Me too. Uh, he's one of the biggest reasons I don't swear in comedy. There you go. Uh, 
is because he told another comedian, he's like, when you do that, you're putting poison in the medicine. And that that's always stuck around with me. <laughs> so I guess he's never going to do the aristocrats. What? You guys know what I, that joke is? No. They made a whole movie about it. Basically, this guy comes in, is like trying to pitch an act, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. And so he just says the filth, and then comedians try to come up with the filthiest thing ever. Like they try to top each other on the different scenarios or whatever. And then they say, okay, that's great. What do you call your act? And they just say, the aristocrats. What? No. I've never heard There's of that. There's a movie before. on it. Gilbert Godfrey's done it a ton. Like it's a, it's a thing in comedy. It's like the Ni- Niagara Falls routine. The what? Really? What's the Niagara Falls routine? <laughs> never heard of it. Oh, crap. Oh, he was so upset he left. <laughs> <laughs> Keep touching the earphones and they do this. You don't know Niagara Falls. Slowly I turned. No. The Stooges did it. Lucy did it. I know Slowly I turned. I've never heard it connected with Niagara Falls before. Okay. All right. Maybe this will get cut out because I feel foolish, but I, I know no. these things. <laughs> well, I, I go honestly, learn about it now. between A Christmas Christmas Story and the Niagara Falls bit, I think we have some great contenders for titles for the episode. <laughs> Niagara Falls. Slowly I turn step by step. <laughs> I don't understand. Are they going over the falls? What's happening? Just look up the bit. I'm not doing it. I'm dizzy. Oh, I'm dizzy. Oh, God. <laughs> Mason's the only person to die from Niagara Falls by not actually going over I it. I even done the whole bit. <laughs> Tyler, how's it start again? Don't, don't do it, please. <laughs> That's how it starts. How it Ends with Niagara Falls. Slowly I turn. Step bit by, by step. bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Excuse me. He said it's just a breathe. He, he turned bright oh red there. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. What are we talking about? I don't even know. We're hip. Hard <laughs> right we are. My hip. So, my hip. My leg. <laughs> I don't know what was going on today with Disney. Was it like a shareholders meeting or um, something? It is. Uh, so what today? Uh, what was going on today was I think Comic Con okay? for Brazil. No, I I know these. And facts. that got two big trailers. <laughs> yeah. D twenty three. We got nothing. It was like I don't know. Secret oh. Invasion. You guys are interested. In that, aren't you? Yeah. No. And the Brazilian com- Brazil's Comic Con comes around. We get trailers for Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. The Guardians worst of the title 3. in the franchise. And I'm including yeah. all the episodes of the Indiana Jones Chronicles. <laughs> what about the one where Indy plays the magical saxophone? <laughs> And he gets snow to fall off the roof and crush the bad guys. We had, I had a, um, I had a teacher, Mr. Donakai in, um, seventh grade and no, not Mr. Donakai. I'm sorry. That was fifth grade. <laughs> <laughs> was it, was it Mr. 
<laughs> I think it was Mr. Three Caballeros. No, it was Mr. Ponce. It was Ponce. That's like because... the evil boss in a Twilight Zone. <laughs> like, oh, Mr. Black. <laughs> <laughs> there he goes again. Uh, <laughs> We're going to kill Mason today. I, uh, I swear to God, if I hear Niagara Falls. Um, no. <laughs> Whoa, but... <I> <laughs> <laughs> um <sighs> if uh no that's not the word um, if, or, um uh, uh, <laughs> my seventh grade teacher Ba-ba. mr pont showed us the young indiana jones adventure so much because he just didn't want to teach us it was like <laughs> that was it he's like oh uh we're supposed to learn about the beginning of world war one I think there's an Indiana Jones episode on it. And we just started playing it. I got We're so much about Teddy Roosevelt. Uh, I don't know. Indy met him once here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I think I'm the only one out of the three of us that sincerely enjoys all four Indiana Jones movies. To, to be really personal, uh, I actually kind of got really emotional seeing this trailer because uh, Indiana Jones is one of those uh, film series that made me want to make movies. Okay. It, I, I made uh, an Indiana Jones parody in high school. It's like a half hour film. Don't we know uh, it? Yeah. And, and uh, Crystal Skull was the first film I ever followed, like from pre production to the premiere. Like, I, I remember trying to uh, get to watch the trailer on Good Morning America when it premiered. I remember seeing the Comic-Con interviews where Spielberg was introducing Shia LaBeouf as this great new promising star coming off the Transformers movie. Wow. And, and yeah, Crystal Skull isn't the best, but like I've, I really enjoyed it. I almost got to be an extra in it because they were filming, uh, they were filming in uh, Massachusetts somewhere. And my dad and I read in the newspaper that they were looking for extras on a specific day. So we were gonna go be in it, but then completely forgot about it. Oh, I think he read it. I was a child. He read it to me in a newspaper. We both forgot it as, as soon as he put the paper. Well, down. listen to this, Joshua. They're gonna be yeah. shooting a flicker down the street. Gee, Pa. <laughs> so yeah, I'm. I'm cautiously, hopefully, optimistic about this. Well, he's it's even James older Wayne, now, so that'll be fun. I don't hate old Indy. I think that brings a new, interesting, a different I dynamic. I guess, but the whole thing with the original trilogy is like, yeah, the throwaway escapism, like, Indiana Jones could be me. I wish I was Indiana Jones, not, I'm Harrison Ford and I'm not going to do my hair today. <laughs> but, like, like the thing with Indy is he's always a character that gets over his head. He, he's never fully in control of the situation. I think that gets... You know, you can do more stuff like that as he gets older. Um, and like, like he's involved with the moon landing now. I, yeah. I Dial of Destiny, not a great title. I think we could all agree on that. Yeah. I think I think it's the weakest title. Um, mm. but we were you know, we were talking just before the show started. Uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull actually might be the strongest title. It's the uh, best, over. like, throwback to what they're paying homage to. And the way yeah, Attack yeah. of the Clones or the Phantom Menace is. Yeah, I suppose. Can I tell you, do you know the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull connection to Back of, Back to the Future? No. 
I don't. I know the Crystal Skull connection to Dan Aykroyd. Nope. Hell. <laughs> so, everyone's favorite sequence from Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, we can all agree, is the fridge scene at the nuclear testing site. Uh, right? I didn't know if you are going to do the, the monkey scene or what. No. Uh, so, uh, you know, people don't like it. That was the original ending to oh, Back I to knew the Future. Oh. I knew this. I just found this out recently. And I they were know, worried kids like, are going to be locking themselves in refrigerators. And they did, yeah. It, it, in Back to the Future, this scene was storyboarded to be how Marty gets back to the future. I'm they were so gonna glad. Go to the nuclear test site. They couldn't afford to do it at the end of the day. So, mm. well, and also, Marty wasn't, because uh, originally it wasn't a DeLorean, it was a fridge, right? So they had to they put they, the fridge. I think that and telephone booths were too close to Doctor Who, even though Bill and Ted said, oh, well. Yeah. So I I just never known that, and I thought that was interesting. So I uh, yeah, back to the uh, future. Dial of Destiny. It's a better movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, uh, James Mangold's a really good director. Agreed. He did Ford versus Ferrari. Yep. Uh, was it last year? Your dad's favorite recent movie that is a Top Gun Maverick is Ford versus it's Ferrari. Hundred <laughs> percent, my dad's top favorite movie. Oh, re- oh recent I Gun believe Man. it. He, he asked me if I have seen that at least like once every three months. I didn't. I didn't mean specifically your father, but yes. No, specifically Kyle Lakaitis loves Ford v Ferrari. <laughs> that that movie was made specifically for my dad. <laughs> wow. At one point on the show, we'll talk about Logan, which is one of my favorite films, and we'll yeah. also talk about feel- Lockhart, which is a spoof of a James Mangold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, he did uh, Walk the Line. He did mm-hmm. Logan. He did The Wolverine, which I think the director's cut is a very good film. Yeah. I'm a big X-Men fan and defender of most of those movies, and I I am I inclined to agree with you. Yeah. Do you feel like Logan fits the premise of the show? I, mean, I don't know if it's under... Like, it's it's a great film, but is it underrated? I thought we were doing our top movies. RoboCop's not we underrated. We just talk about what we enjoy. Roger Rabbit is an underrated <laughs> I don't want to argue about the premise on Mike, but I think five years after the fact, I've it's grown more and more for me, and I think it kind of represents the last breath of that kind of experimental comic book movie filmmaking because that's just dead now. Interesting. I I think I think it's coming. Like Logan kind of kicked it off more, where we can try and be more different. Yeah. And experiment. Um. I mean, DC's more open to that than Marvel now. It's more what I'm implying. Oh, like, right. I'm, ex- no, that's, that's I'm cautiously true. optimistic for Deadpool 3, but I'm also fully expecting it to like ruin everything. <laughs> there's a, there's a yeah. big chance of that. Oh, it's Free Guy, but this time Ryan Reynolds is actually going to wear the Deadpool mask. So, uh, so no, what I else think, came out? I think this looks way better than I, it has any right to. And I'll just at that. The action, because James Mangold's very good at that, looks phenomenal. Yeah, uh, the de aging uh, doesn't look terrible. No, it, it almost looks good. Yeah, <laughs> almost. And I think I, I'm sure they're still working on it. Like it's never finished in the trailer. So I, the fact that it's this far along in the trailer mm. gives me hope it'll look really solid. It's no Tron Legacy, but you know, it's no She Hulk. <laughs> but you know that some like within the next day, because this just dropped today. There's yeah. some some internet prick is gonna be like it looks terrible, and they're like, "Come on, just let them finish it. It's still a work in progress." Can we not just let movies know. be the thing that get us so damn emotional? Anymore? 
Yeah, seriously. Of it. And I love movies. Well, we'll we'll just see how long it takes for people to accuse Indiana Jones of going woke. Oh my gosh! I mean, got Fleabag in there, so people are already accusing. Him of that. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Oh, there's gonna be so many solo. At least she gets to be in a good Lucasfilm movie where she's not completely annoying. Exactly. Because she's a very talented comedic I, writer I like, and actor. I like Solo, but she is the worst part. Mostly because I don't, I can't tell if they, if it's supposed to be a joke. I think if Phil Lord and Chris Miller were still directing, she would have been a much better character. I think Opie did the best with the tools that I had to <laughs> Lord and Miller, I don't know which first name belongs to which. Phil Lord and Chris Miller. I don't know how I know that, but I do. What character are we talking about in, in L3. Oh, yes. Okay, go ahead. Well, you like Mason's L3? finally arrived to the conversation. I thought it was fine. <laughs> okay, that's fair. I have no Let's strong see. feelings one way or the other. That's fair. Like most I of mean, that she's film. not on screen long enough for me to be like, eh. I mean, there's um, some interesting ideas touched on. Um, I feel bad that... Like Lando Reich... definitely owned that droid. Oh, yeah. Um... But uh, I feel bad that Alden Ehrenreich's career is pretty much like... I mean, he's in Cocaine Bear now. So. He is in Cocaine Bear. Cocaine Bear. <laughs> Elizabeth Banks is directing that one, right? That's That cast, and that's Ray Liotta's last movie, it's wild. It's based huh? on a true story. That's... I, mm. I I hope it I hope it does well because I want Elizabeth Banks to like have more of a pitch perfect two career. to Charlie's Angels to Cocaine Bear like how did you how did we get here? Betty Brant's doing pretty good for herself. Yes. Mm. Uh, what else has come out recently? Uh, the Gar- second trailer for Super Mario Brothers. No, let's yes. talk about Gardens of the Galaxy. I was gonna push that off, uh, but sure, let's talk about Guardians right now. Uh, I just watched the trailer literally bef- right before we hit record. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm. I'm excited. I as well. So Perfect. Super Mario. Wow. <laughs> no, no. I mean, the Guardians movies are easily some of the best mo- movies in the. They MCU. are the best. Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 Because they're is made by a filmmaker. Exactly. Easily the best movie in the MCU, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I, I just think it, it hits the emotional beats, the character beats. Mm-hmm. It has style. It is not factory-made. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so proud I, yeah, of I just you think boys they're... finally joining me at the at the peak of the mountain. What no, are you I'll, about? I'll admit, I, I didn't like Guardians 2 when it first I came out. I love Guardians 2. I, I thought the jokes I undercut the serious moments. It gets better with more viewings, which most yes. MCU movies you cannot say that about. Yeah, that's true. No, you're absolutely Very true. right. I never want to watch Ant-Man again. I a movie made Ant-Man. by nobody. Ant-Man's oh a surprisingly nice little family film. Yeah. Like, it's Whatever. literally about a family. My, uh, There's a Brennan. little bit of Edgar still in it, and I admire that. There's at least two sequences I can point to where I'm like, I could see where Edgar's why Edgar's name is still on this in some capacity. Yeah. But hiring, yeah. Uh, unironically hiring the direction of Yes Man to take over from Edgar Wright. Yeah, I mean, you, you're fine. It's an uphill battle. Um, so I watched that last week uh, because Brennan's been asking, asking on me. On TNT? No. Um, uh, on Disney Plus, the new name for, no, wait, that was the other one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, she, she's been asking because she loves the trailer for Quantumania. She's very excited great. about it. Yeah, um, that Elton John song, man. I'll yeah. say, 
I'm one of the few defenders of Ant-Man and the Wasp. I think once they let Peyton Reed just do his thing, it's a way, it's more fun and it's a more cohesive vision. But nobody yeah, seems I, to I like it. it. I like it. Honestly, it's fun. Honestly, it's fun and breezy. I didn't yeah. like Ant-Man uh, originally. Watching it again now, especially after the slog of Phase 4 that we've had, is like, oh, that was actually, it was that's not so bad. Uh, it's a 90s family comedy film ambitions where are dad's trying to win back the daughter. we're dealing with presently. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah. And yeah, so it's sweet. Uh, for for Ant-Man and the Wasp, I need to watch it again. We have That we haven't watched yet. It was supposed to be an Ant-Man-Batman um, marathon. We were going to watch the two Ant-Man films, and then we felt like watching the Batman again. So it was going to be weird, but we were going to have talked the about Batman. ourselves into it. Yeah, um, but uh, we still haven't done that. But Ant-Man and the Wasp, I just felt like it was a, it was just smacking toys together for two hours. It was like, oh, look what I'm doing. I think look it's a I'm little doing. more well put together than all that, but I can see what you mean. It plays yeah, it plays with the powers more, like the size, yes. like growing and shrinking, I think is a lot better. Yeah. It's a fun, stupid little caper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, Ghost is the weakest part. Of yeah, the film, absolutely. But everything else is really like it's just it, they're fun '90s family movies, yeah, but fair. with superpowers. Yeah. That, that's what, how I look at them. Yeah, I and I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to watching it again now. So yeah. you know, well, uh, maybe next episode I'll come back with a report on that. Probably not, but you know. So yeah, I, I'm I'm excited to see Guardians Three wrap it all up. This will be the first I feel real conclusion by a filmmaker that has seen the franchise all the way through. That's yeah. true. Like the the closest we've got to a conclusion in the MCU is 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 Tony Stark's death. That is the conclusion mm. of Iron Man's story. Yeah, he died. But, yeah, sorry. This is supposed to be. Uh, <laughs> but but the Guardians fil- trilogy has been overseen by the same director all the way through. He, I think James Gunn has known where this has been going for yeah. years. Yeah, now. a lot of this. It's yeah. just so why Thor: be- Love and Thunder is so damn frustrating. Yeah. A filmmaker uh, that didn't had no idea what they were doing with, with him. So, yeah, I it's in because you're absolutely right. Yeah, I mean, no other trilogy in this series has gotten mm. one vision all the way through. Thor had had three different directors for for each you know a different one for each film up until uh, three directors Thunder. and one directing job that he posted his way through. <laughs> It's the even Thor movies. You got to avoid them. It's the opposite of Star Trek rules. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, I mean, you you did have Joe Johnston come in for the first cap, and then you had the, the, the Russo best brothers. Cap. Yeah, the best cap. Um, uh, John Favreau stuck pretty close to the Iron Man stuff. Yeah, he yeah, did. He, he's pretty And close, James Gunn, I, think, I know, was at least involved with Endgame and Infinity War. I have no idea if he had any input into Love and Thunder or... If, Taika even asked him. He's like, it's probably fine. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then the Guardians Holiday special that just came out yeah. is really wonderful and cute. Yeah, it is. It really Too is. Too long. But it's fine. Uh, Kevin Bacon's house. Not actually Kevin Bacon's house. Aw. Uh, fun uh, fact. He went the Space Jam route. David Crowder's house. <laughs> Who? What? David Crowder of the Crowder band. We, we grew up in, in a in Christian households. I didn't know if I you know. know who huh. David Crowder is. How about Crowder? That? But yeah, that was his house. He was a voice in something specific that I was surprised by, but now I cannot for the life of me remember it. 
I know Stephen Curtis Chapman was Baloo in the Chipmunk. Oh, that's the one. I can do so stupid. (laughs) Yeah. Weird, obscure Christian music artists have been making a comeback in Disney recently. We've had this conversation like three times on three separate episodes. (laughs) Well, let's bring the Muppets into it. No. um, (laughs) No, uh, it's just funny that that, that's. we're, We're also baffled by that still. (laughs) <laughs> Chip and Dale as a it's as weird. a thing that exists. Yeah. 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 Both. Uh, I think I hate it. it. <laughs> Months after the fact. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um like it's yeah, just no. gone down my twenty twenty two ranking to like the levels of like Lightyear and Moonfall and Mickey yep. Morbius, the living Dracula. So I'm like, I despise that experience. <laughs> oh boy. Um I I enjoyed the um the holiday special, I think, yeah. I think it, for what it was, it was good. And, yeah, I, I um, agree. The one it, thing it was a cute little made-for-TV uh, Christmas special. It gave us a little glimpse into what Guardians Three is kind of setting up. I love Cosmo yeah. a lot. Oh yes. yeah, absolutely. Um, and I love it, the the. I like that um, Mantis got more time. I I don't mm, know. She popped yeah. off. She popped off here, oh, and sure. I loved it. Yeah, but even then, she has some gold in like Love and Thunder and Infinity War, where they just cut to her and she's just doing something bizarre. Yeah, like I think what is it? Korg is like trying to whistle, and he's like to a whistle, and she's like or something. (laughs) (laughs) Like they know how to use Mantis. Never misuse Mantis. The creator of Mantis hates it. Apparently, he hates her portrayal. He hates everything that they've done with it. But I'm like, I, I don't care. She's awesome. She's compelling. That's like a Z-level character, so who cares? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, frankly, it, it probably doesn't help that Marvel's not paying him his due. Oh, they don't pay sure. anybody, probably. first of yeah, all. No. So, so MCU-wise, which is your favorite Christmas movie? Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special or Iron Man 3? Iron Man 3 is a movie I used to despise, but it's just shot up for some reason. Especially I, for I, Shang-Chi. I'm like, I can kind of forgive this over. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's not a bad movie by any stretch it's of the way. It's a very Shane Black before he made The Predator for straight. Did yeah. he? I think he made Iron Man three so he could like make the nice guys, Which right? Is an amazing movie, so totally worth. Wonderful it. movie, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm on the side of Guardians just because I prefer the Guardians, and I really haven't. Oh, seen I do too. Iron Man three in ages, so and it's short, sweet, does what it has to do. Let's me have my day back. I, honestly, um, Iron Man three, I think, is worth a look for people like me that were kind of like, "Oh, this is what you're doing." When <laughs> yeah, people don't like to be light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, jumping from one Chris Pratt project to another. Oh, jeez. These the second trailer for the Super Mario Brothers movie. An Illumination made Chris Pratt led Mario movie should not look this good. It looks amazing. Looks amazing, and I'm like I. The things they're doing wanted. are like what you should have done for a Mario movie to begin with. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. The Super Mario Brothers movie, the original. I is, love it. And if you guys are ever interested, there's an extended cut floating around online. It's fascinating. Really? Yeah, the guy who helped uh, Garrett Gilchrist, I think, who helped put together the Thief of the Cobbler, recobbled, uh, helped put it together. Amazing. And it's, it's an interesting watch. I'd watch it. I'd watch Fisher it. Stevens but, from Short Circuit Raps at one point. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
So, but the first movie is because it's the first video game movie, and it's you know considered a terrible film. I think and it's an ambitious mess because when you're handed that property, you're like, I don't know. They live in a dinosaur. Well, well, right. let, let, let him finish. Let him finish. It, it it has set the tone for every single video game oh, yeah. adaption yeah. going forward. The closest anything's come to being passable are the Sonic movies. But I have that always Tomb Raider wanted, from a few years ago was a okay film. Yeah, they are fine at best. Do y'all so remember it, it the always, Assassin's Creed movie? Nope. Yeah. Your boy Mikey Fast was in it. Yeah, I love Mickey Fast. Don't I've never even seen it. I just I was laying in bed last night and I was like, "Hey, that film happened," and that was it. <laughs> but it, it has always been my secret dream that. Whenever they would make another Mario movie, it would actually be incredible. And it would be the first great m- video game movie. And as soon as I heard it went to Illumination, I'm like, well, that's well, not there it happen. goes. <laughs> but looking at these trailers, like, it could actually really be great. It, I guess they is, got all the good people there in the one movie. Well, and I think Nintendo is like just not going to let them make a subpar movie exactly. with their... With with their IP, well, they the animation's never really been the problem with animation, other than maybe some of their early stuff. Like the first Despicable Me has some weird character designs. Yeah, yeah, uh, but, but, but I, I do think some someone who's halfway decent put the script together. I think that's all it needed. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I think I think Nintendo is very very protective. With all of their stuff, so because of one not... movie backfiring horribly, that, that's well, crazy. that I, and I just think they have a just a, frankly, they just have a different level of quality that they're, uh, you know, that they're after, and I I yeah. commend that. Um, I commend that, I, and even looking at the new Nintendo lands that are mm. popping up in the Universal parks, it's it's mm-hmm. really really good. Yeah. So, um, I I, th- I think. Everyone has pointed this out that like the weakest element is Chris Pratt. It is it is the nature of it, it's the same th- problem I have with Klaus. They're going with celebrities instead of voice actors. It should just be Charles. Everyone Barnett. else is like really well cast though. Yeah, Charlie Day is Luigi. That's wonderful. <laughs> I don't hate Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. Did he say anything yet? No, but the design's nice, and okay. I don't mind the idea. Bowser shouldn't work as Jack Black, but it totally does. Yeah, I, Bowser I is playing Jack Black in this movie. It is surprising. My, my I'm one problem, tired of sorry. everyone ganging up on Chris Pratt. I feel like we've everyone's just kind of turned on him, and I don't know the whole story. And I know that there's probably some things out there. Um, I, I feel like everyone's just complaining because it's him. I think for what we've heard, it, it's fine. fine. It's fine. Sounds more like it's Super just, Mario Brothers show, like wrestler Mario. <laughs> Yeah. Which it sounds is awesome. like Emmett. That's the thing. That's my biggest problem. Is it, there's no range. It's just Emmett again, maybe with a bit more of a Brooklyn accent. And if yeah. you do drugs, you go to hell before you die. Oh. <laughs> yes. Yep. I love it. I love it. I will say, uh. like Mario and Peach specifically, just look a little off. There's an uncanny. Like everything else thing. is so close to the game design that like a few minor changes i'm like something something's off not bad just a little 
get yeah, used to. Yeah, I'm fine with the Mario design. There's some, there is just something slightly off about Peach's I do, design. I, I can't put my finger on it. I think the Mario thing head. is the fact that he has like a little collar. <laughs> I know that's I a stupid that. thing, but <laughs> I feel like no Peach's head is bigger than like it's disproportionate to her body. Then Mario's ass. You need to stop talking already. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like to imagine that Tyler's referring to himself with telling the young lady to be quiet. <laughs> Got a Victor Victor not a Victor Victoria. What's the Edward? Glitter <laughs> <Leonard> Glitter. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, please, by all means, Victor Victoria. Um Yeah, no, he's he's just got a goblin mask on the other chair. <laughs> That's just Peter Andrew's face. Finish the play. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, what else do we want to talk? Do we want to talk? It's about, been over uh, two hours. I haven't he seen, hasn't it, seen so. it yet. I keep I, a poster. Okay. I didn't get a poster. We'll talk about Glass Onion next month when it comes out uh, on Netflix. Exactly. There you go. I think Whose that's a turn great is it? Idea. It's Winnie's turn. What are we watching? It's gonna be, yeah. What are we watching next time, Bub? Uh, I don't know. I, it could be a bit of anything. I don't. I, I I was trying to think. Does January have a theme? I could go. Yeah, in terrible a movies. New, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I have films I want to watch later in the year, like closer. To, like I I think it'd be fun to do a Crystal Skull episode when Indy comes out. Uh, when when the Mario Brothers movie comes out, I'd love for us to sit and watch the first uh, Mario animated guys, movie that came oh, out in Japan. You got my hopes up. I love. We the could live do both. We could one. do a double feature. It's it's awful, but I love it. I'm trying to think. I I could go Death of Stalin. Uh, I could try and uh, redeem myself with fun adventure films and do Tintin. Oh, uh, I have yeah, not seen that, that since the theater. Yeah, do you guys want to do Tintin then? Sure. Let me see if it's streaming anywhere real quick. I'm sure. You guys are so nope. close to renting things. <laughs> I mean, I'd buy this legitimately. I need to own this. Film. I liked I, it a lot. I, I, I just haven't. It back to it for whatever reason not that anyone has but we're probably gonna do gremlins (laughs) it's my turn (laughs) awesome um yeah let's do the adventures of tintin next month okay adventures of tintin it is perfect fantastic well everybody out there listening in podcast land we thank you for joining us for our christmas adventure our second christmas adventure here on Artificial Entertainment. It happens once every five years. <laughs> it happens but once every five years. Um, prune, 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 prune. Anyway. Um, prune. <laughs> thank you again for spending the, this time with us. Thank you for an incredible year back here on the Sound Waves. Um, as always, you can follow me at Mr. Unofficial CEO on Instagram. Uh, Twitter and TikTok as always. Where can they find you, Joshua? Uh, they can find me in between the sounds of my dog barking. Yes. Losing her mind. Uh, on Twitter at Josh Made This and on Instagram at Maybe Josh Made This. It gets a little less sure every time. And Yaney, where can they find you? Well, if you uh, intend to follow me home, I'll call the police. <laughs> <laughs> There's that old running gag again. <laughs> Um, there's no reason for anybody to follow me on anything. It's the problem. 
There's no reason for anyone to follow me. Would you like really pictures of my wife and cat? Follow me on Instagram. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you know? Did you guys know that we were four people's number one podcast? In our raps, four. Yeah, we were four Did people, we? and it, we're not either of them because I saw your raps and I saw my rap podcast, and I was number two, uh, and you were number like two or three for artificial. So there are people out there who were their favorite podcasts, apparently. So thank you guys so much for listening. We and get we'll chat with more back. Oh yeah, no, he's the best. He's oh, go. Yeah, chat. He Chad's talking to us all the time break? on Twitter. He stayed yes? with us yes, the did. whole way. I, that, you know, I bet Jordan Daddy. was one of them. Yeah, Comb Daddy, we were number four on her on her playlist. Mm. Well, you know, I, I don't know who who's who we would be number one on. Because like Jordan's Jordan listens a lot. Yeah, I hi I don't Jordan. Know. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Levine. Hello, Shoy. All right. Well, Anyways, thank you so much for listening, everyone. Niagara Falls slowly, <laughs> slowly I turn. Step by Merry step. Christmas, everybody. Happy holidays. Happy New Here we go. Quiet. Problem. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You ain't heard nothing yet. I see you shiver with every discipline. Taking your first step into a larger world. I'm excited to be a part of it. Let's do it. Isn't that a daisy? It's a indescribably beautiful. It reminds me of the 4th of July. It's artificial. Entertainment.